So can I get you gentlemen something more to drink or maybe something to nibble on? Some pizza shooters, shrimp poppers, or extreme fajitas? You're listening to Getting Lunch with Joe Hawk. Lay off me, I'm starving. Check, please. Now here's your host, the one and only, Joe Hawk. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Getting Lunch with Joe Hawk. I am your host, of course, Joe Hawk. It's the show where I can sit down with my guests, having an amazing meal, and just, you know, get to know their story. But this is a special one because kind of playing catch up because I am here with a good friend of mine, a local boy right here in Redwood City. He is a up and coming uh, local artist with such incredible singles like New Boots On and Just Getting Started, Mr. Mike Anuzzi. Mike, what's going on, man? <laughs> Joe, we're getting lunch. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so honored to be here with you today. It's, it's like one of my favorite restaurants and yeah. hanging out with a lifetime long friend and exactly which we'll yeah. get into that in a little bit yeah so we're here at Revit grill uh which actually is the location of my uncle's former restaurant dante's restaurant so there's a lot of history here but uh red grill has a nice little spot in your heart too because you actually perform here every so often yeah i mean this is a great spot um we were just talking to the manager here and yeah. it's like a really cool location outside of downtown redwood city in mm -hmm. a shopping plaza and Woodside Plaza. Woodside Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make sure we get their location right. <laughs> yeah. So like every time you walk through the front door, it's kind of like you're going into, you know, a family's restaurant, which, yeah. yeah, I remember actually as a kid coming here, I was really close friends with your cousin, too. Yeah. So I have a lot of memories. I probably have a couple scars when we were running around <laughs> in the kitchen and yeah. falling and being yeah. yelled at by either my uncle yeah. or my grandfather yeah. or my aunt who was working in the kitchen too. So. And, and then making us a really good dinner. Those were the yes. days. Oh, There's a lot of good times. memories here. Yeah, so how often do you perform here at Red Grill? So um, we, we started it like on and off as a, as like um, as the restaurant expanded. Mm -hmm. um, so last year we did about five or six shows and mm -hmm. it's probably going to be about the same. So oh, cool. um, it's just like a really cool spot because it is welcoming to these events. Like we're mm -hmm. in the back and it's like the barrel room. It's a yeah. pretty cool area in here. So yeah, actually they, they added this place on during the pandemic, you know, up front to the barrel room is a little to go spot. So if you are looking for, you know, food to go, that's the place to go. They have, you know, pre-made meals and stuff like that. So it's a really, really cool spot for you guys to come check out. But uh, we're here to have a, have lunch. Have I got lunch. myself the Redwood burger and uh, you got the dip. I got the dip. Yeah. That's my go-to. And I'm very happy about that yeah, decision. Yeah. <laughs> it it wouldn't be called getting lunch with Joe Hawk without having some lunch. Yeah. So. And it's kind of like this menu, too. There's, like, a lot of really great um, beers and cocktails on there. Yeah. Menu. Um, and also, like, it's kind of a taste for every palate. So this is a really cool restaurant. Oh, including pizza, too, because I got yeah. the pizza oven right behind the barrel room as well, too. Yeah. Cheers, wow. Joe. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, this is uh, really exciting because this is actually going to be the first episode of Getting Lunch with Joe Hawk. So Awesome, man. Really happy to have you on. Uh, for the first episode, dude. I'm on um, it. Actually, I wasn't even expecting to do it today. <laughs> I reached out to you, be like, hey, man, I got this podcast idea. I want to get you on. You're like, I'm free today. So, like, screw it. Let's do it. Let's do so it. We got, I got everything all put together, and here we are. Yeah. Episode one. Here we are. Yeah. Five, five days of gigs in a row coming up here, too. Yeah. So, it's like nice, perfect timing. And uh, you you post all your, your dates on your website, mikeanuti.com, uh, right? I do, yeah. And uh, you know, do all the whole social media thing, which we were talking off air about how ridiculous <laughs> it can really be, which, you know, 
social media, the, the era that we live in, that we have to basically, you know, it didn't happen unless we post on yeah. social media. We already posted a, uh, a photo together on yeah. social yeah. media that we're doing. <laughs> Get lunch with Joe Hawk today. <laughs> I was like, at my Ganuzzi for all your yeah. handles? Okay, the, the super simple. But besides me, you know, I guess Joe Hawk was such a uh, a popular name when it came to, like, you know, social media tags that my Instagram is at the Joe Hawk. My Twitter, which I never use, is RWC Joe Hawk. Awesome. Uh, and I had to use Joe Hawk Official for Facebook. So it's, it's, it's a little ridiculous. But, you know, that's the area we live in. And, you know, hopefully you're watching this either on Spotify or on YouTube. Hopefully I, you know, get enough views and subscribers <laughs> in order to get to the point where you can subscribe and be, you know, pay a nice little monthly fee to help keep this going. Because without you, this podcast is not going to happen. So uh, my, I want to actually talk uh, while we, you know, go yeah, take a bite. No, out. I heard that yeah. actually like eating on camera is like. A boost for views. Really? No, no oh, kidding. Geez. Well, here we go. Well, go ahead. T- take a bite. <laughs> a little horseradish and a little bite skis. Yeah. So, like, what? Mm. What really draw mm. drew you to want to be a musician? Wow. I'm sure it probably started at St. Pius with the uh, you know the music classes that we mm-hmm. took with uh, Karen Elmore. Mm-hmm. So. Mid bite, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a yeah, great, no. great timing with all these questions. Yeah, totally, dude. I shouldn't have uh, <laughs> taken that first bite right then. No, but uh, yeah, my dad played accordion professionally. Hmm. So when I was a kid, I would look at him like I would sit on the floor of his bedroom, and he would be sitting on the the bed, and he would be playing accordion. He still yeah. plays like out at different you know events that that call for him, but mm-hmm. it wasn't his main career, like, but it was always his passion. So yeah. just being able to see a musician create music with an instrument, mm-hmm. I think was the biggest motivation. I'll never forget. Actually, I've told this story many times, but, um, Karen Elmore, who was our teacher, mm-hmm. a music teacher growing up, Joe and I both went to the same elementary school, yeah, same bias. Yeah, right here in Redwood City. Yep. And, can you can you can you not tell that we love Redwood City, yeah, or at least Redwood I City. love Redwood yeah. City. Too. I have the same hat, dude. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Bart Bridge Company for these amazing hats. Check them out. Yeah. Actually, I wore that hat in my "Just Getting Started" music video. Oh, did you? Really? Yeah. Okay. Odd. <laughs> so, Karen Elmore, um, mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I didn't know how to play the guitar very well. Okay. Um, I was just learning, and I I remember running up to her after school. Um, she used to do plays every springtime. There was the spring play mm-hmm. and this guy, were you in them? Mm-hmm. Nice. All, all the years that you could, you could do from like, um, I think they started like third grade. And what's great about the St. Pius young people's theater is that even if you were in high school, you could still come back. So like, you know, oh, yeah. Mike, Megan and Melissa, they all did it. Yeah. Um, my cousins, they all did it those years. And I did too. Uh, my sister opted out. She wasn't really a fan of the play, but that's a whole other story. Mike was really talented. Oh, I really God, enjoyed watching dude. him on stage. I remember actually, uh, we did a production of Grease. Yeah, and uh, he was, uh, and I think it was his last year. Like typically, the seniors get the big parts because you know they're older, they're more weathered. I shouldn't say weathered. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> weathered um, at eighteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember when my, my cousin Mike got the got the shit kicked out of him in high school, but oh, oh yeah, they, uh, okay. We're not gonna dig that Family deep. Stuff. Yeah, All right. uh, but uh, 
Yeah, he was uh, Danny Zuko, the lead. And uh, I want to say it was either we were about to come on and perform Grease Lightning. And it's dark. It's, you know, the curtains are closed. The next thing I know, and I'm about four years younger than Mike. And, I'm you know, this is eighth grade for me. Yeah. The next thing I, I remember is that I feel a tire <laughs> iron go up my ass. Oh, just what? Like, uh, <laughs> like, whoop. Just a quick little whoop. Good morning. (laughs) Yeah, or good evening. evening. Hi, Mike. Uh, But it was, yeah, the Young People's Theater was just so much fun. Yeah. We have a lot of friends who all said, you know, Jamie McFadden. Mm -hmm. She was a big part of the the play as well. Uh, Linda Cardellini, if you did not know, she was a, uh, uh, she is a, uh, a big sponsor of the, uh, the, of the theater too. She actually, um. I want to say the stage is named after her too. Is it really? That, that that's or pretty the, special. That or the curtain, the the nice bright green curtain, is uh, named after Linda Cardellini. That's awesome. Yeah, local uh, local famous star. Yeah, and uh, started her career again with with Karen Elmore. You yeah, know? Exactly. I mean at St. Pius. Yeah, but uh, you went to Karen. You weren't oh, really yeah. good at at the guitar quite yeah. yet. So, so I ran up to her after school one day and I wanted to be a part of that play. Mm-hmm. And I, I ran up to her and I said, hi, Miss um, Elmore, um, can, can can I play the guitar in the band for the play? Mm-hmm. And she was like, do you read music? And I said, no. <laughs> and she's like, do you know how to play any chords on the guitar? And I was like, a couple. And she's like, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the nice thing about Karen. Like, she, uh, she always gave... Uh, Everybody a chance uh, it, because you know, it, and and that's what the world really needs now. More we need it. We need people to help promote, you know, their passions, their you know, their talents and stuff like that. Because then after that, I, I, you know, I'm getting this. Yeah. You, you were in high school at the time for this, right? I, or was I this? think I was probably in seventh grade or okay. so. Okay. Yeah. Because then I'm um, so like what then high school, which you went to Woodside, right? Or I went to St. Francis, okay. which is like another kind of feeder school. Like Woodside High School is like the school that like everybody goes to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Batters, like Sequoia. Yeah, yeah. The local Redwood City, uh, the Redwood City groups, and um, yeah. So, but I went to St. Francis High School. My brother and sister both went there before yeah, me, yeah, so yeah. kind of followed in the family path. Yeah, I you know I went to Sarah, and that's where my cousin Mike went to. My mm-hmm. uncle Dante went there as well too. And uh, at the time when I was turning eighth, when I was in eighth grade, you know, Woodside High had like, you know, pretty bad reputation. It wasn't what it is right now. Yep. Woodside High is an amazing <laughs> high school. They have an amazing campus now. I'm not bad mouthing them. Just back in the early 2000s, they were a little rough around the edges. If you rough know around the, That's a good way to yeah. put it. But yeah, so, I wanted to go to Sarah. So, but so then what? So, so, so high school is actually like in high you, school. It's funny because like, um, St. Francis High School was really well known for its athletics, mm-hmm. their sports programs. Mm-hmm. The coaches were outstanding. The teams, every team was outstanding. And I really wanted to get into sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited to play football. Yeah. And I literally went through the first two weeks, which they're called H-E double hockey sticks yeah. weeks. Yeah. Right? Weeks, yeah. So um, <laughs> I went through it. And I was really proud of myself, but I went um, to my coach on the last day and said, you know, I, I want to play, but I've been doing homework. It's a really academically competitive school. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. And I've been doing homework and 
uh, playing sports for the last two weeks, which are the first two weeks of my high school experience. Yeah. And I, I didn't touch my guitar. Mm. And I told him, I, I got to choose my guitar. And it's really funny because like moving forward in life with music and stuff, I was in a band in college with um, two of the football players that both got drafted to the NFL. Oh, wow. And it's like really funny because like I think, man, this this is just repetitive in my in my mind or, or my life path that football and music are coming together. Yeah. And we were doing really well as a band in college, too, like um, uh, we were getting noticed by a lot of big time music management companies. Oh. Our music was on the radio and oh, cool. we were performing some really cool shows when we were young. Yeah. And then both of the guys in there, two of the guys in the band got drafted to the NFL. So the wow. band broke up. Oh, so man. it was kind of like the football thing was always there, but I always thought, you know what? I've always played music and actually I've continued the music career mm -hmm. literally since day one. And I haven't like deviated from that. You know, unfortunately, they're not playing football anymore, but they're doing really great hey, in their the career. Drafted is, yeah. is still a big like accomplishment. Super talented guys. Yeah. Um, always somebody that I would look up to. Yeah. Also, to this day, we're still in contact. Oh, that's um, awesome. And I just see how how much like drive they had, not only to succeed in their football careers, but their personal lives and their their other careers paths that they're taking and. And just really, it's kind of cool to see how successful they were in music as well and how meaningful music is to so many different people without like, even if you're not a professional musician, music just touches so many of us. You oh, know? yeah. And that's kind of like my kind of path to where I got to in the radio and stuff like that. Except, you know, for sports, I, you know, I, of course, went out for the football team at Sarah my freshman year because my cousin Mike was on yeah. the team too. He was a kicker. I wanted to be a kicker too. I really idolized my cousin Mike. So He's a really that, nice that's guy. That's for you, Mike. Um, there he is, Mike. But the problem is, I got cut because I got injured. Like I, uh, I messed up my tailbone to where I couldn't run at full speed. So of course, you know they're they're cutting kids that really couldn't cut it. Uh, and then you know I injured my tailbone. Yeah. I couldn't kick fully. So wow. I was like. All right, then I'm done with football. And thank God my mom was like, you know, you were talking about going into wrestling. Wow. And I joined the wrestling team, and I loved it. Awesome. Uh, but, you know, music, me performing music kind of, you know, I, uh, you know, had a little, you know, elementary school band, high school band as well. And I picked up the bass guitar and, you know, fell in love with it. You know, I could have picked up the guitar and stuff like that, but it just seemed a little too complicated for me yeah. i'm a simple guy <laughs> so one two three one two three uh, you know uh, the baseline you know and i you know at the time i discovered a band uh anti-flag awesome. and their ba their basis uh chris number two is incredible just yeah. the the riffs that he does are just so intricate and you know, you know growing up listening to blues and jazz and yeah. stuff like that so never really got into the stand-up stuff like I'm, you know how tall I am. I'm a little short Italian, dude. Yeah. So I don't know if I can really get all the way up there. Uh, but, you know, I played the bass every so often throughout high school. But yeah. it wasn't until college that a fraternity brother of mine got me into the radio station at uh, San Jose State called KSJS, which actually they're celebrating 60 years this year, which is an incredible 
uh, fee That's for awesome. any college radio station, in my opinion. So yeah, they were always super popular too. Like I remember listening to them even before I was really into following radio stuff at all. They were mm-hmm. like the cool station breaking really cool bands in the area. Oh, dude! You like know? some of the bands that um, that I listen to now, I discovered them at KSGS. Like the Dolly Rods. I mentioned the Dolly Rods earlier. I, you know, was playing a few of their wow. know, first albums on the air, and now. They're they're out and about, super popular band. That's and, awesome. And uh, really good friends of the Soundways TV crew. So uh, hopefully, uh, keep an eye out. We'll hopefully have a uh, an event with them coming up here sometime this year as they're out on uh, out on tour for their new album. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how you know your pathways. Yeah. Or, you know, just the journey that you get to where you are now. So, do you still stay in touch with the friends from uh, your bands? Uh, no, uh, like you know, in, I guess I don't remember who was in your band, but so it was uh, my friend Jonathan Lervold, okay. who is still in the music scene. He's okay. like a producer. Uh, he's in a band as well. Uh, he lives out in Colorado. I hit him up every so often on Facebook. Back mm-hmm. to the social media conversation. <laughs> um. Uh, my, our drummer Chad, he was in a band called Jameson for a hot minute, that disbanded. And I'm not sure if he's still doing the music thing anymore. Yeah. He's barely active on social media, um, and it was really just us three. And that was like really the only real band I was ever really part awesome. of. Um, I'm gonna regret this, but yeah, we called ourselves Snot Rocket. Nice, yeah, that's <laughs> but, awesome. But we spelled it R O C K I T, so yeah, Rocket. <laughs> I know that was that was Jonathan's uh, idea. I love it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> hey, hell, eighth grade, eighth grade. Yeah, what do you good. expect? That was uh, a lot of good times. And actually, back that dude, the music scene, especially the punk scene, in huge West in, Bay hardcore in Redwood City, yeah. was huge back then. It was huge. The Nerve Agents were here. Yeah, I mean, my neighbor was in a really good band called Lugosi. They oh. were really popular, and they played at like uh, I remember they used to play a lot at that Gilman Street. Mm. Yeah, Gilman. Mm-hmm. Gilman. The Gilman. The Gilman, where like Green Day got all famous and stuff. Like, yeah. like, but it's funny because like, I feel like Green Day's stuff was like pretty hardcore back then. Dude, it was heavy. Right? Yeah. And then they but got... But then it was like a little bit more tame for a broader audience. Well, you you gotta like... Yeah. You know, once American Idiot came out, yeah. you kind of have to, you know... You got to give what the masses want. And actually, you know, they, they, there was actually a discussion on uh, Soundways TV that we did on our live mass debates for this year. Awesome. Um, I love those. <laughs> dude, who doesn't love mass debating? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, what, what band do you think jumped the shark? And actually, Baby Huey, who is the biggest fan and proponent of Green Day, actually said Green Day jumped the shark uh, after American Idiot, because then it was like what uh, Twenty One Guns that album came out, yeah, and yeah, you know, it just didn't sound like the you know the the Green Day that we were yeah. so used to, used to. And stuff like that. But then they came back with their One Do Trey albums, yeah, and that kind of was their return back to it. Um, but you also say that like yeah, I hate to say this because good friends don't with say it Metallica say it. Metallica say it <laughs> yeah I I feel like Metallica I'm I don't know if you know, they had their new album, 72 Seasons, came out. It's great. I just, I don't know. I think I'm just kind of over Metallica. Oh. And I hate to say that because they are, you know, the Mount Rushmore yeah, of, that's of pretty California, uh, you know, Bay Area thrash metal bands. Yeah. You put Metallica up there. Uh, 
along with uh, God, they just came through. I forget, um, but uh, it's just it's that's that's a bold statement. Joe. It is a bold statement. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of flack on that from the Metallica army. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's my opinion. Just like he said it. I mean, I you did. said it. What are you going to do? You know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta own up to it. Mm-hmm. But I understand. I mean, sometimes oh. people like they, you know. Whatever it is, I, I feel like there's got to be a lot of pressure on bands. Like even with myself, who mm-hmm. I do a lot of live shows, right? Yeah. My living is basically live shows. And I've said this a lot in my career where I'm so fortunate that I get to play live. Last year, I played over 250 dates. That's great. That's a lot. And that's just local around here, right? That's It's local around here. Yeah. yeah. But um, like, you know, in, in like you think of a band on like that level, if they're hitting about 50 dates, yeah. that's a busy season, Dude, right? If especially. they're hitting about 80 or 100. Well, especially if they go on a, a nationwide like tour. Like a nationwide too. tour, uh-huh. right? So it's kind of interesting where you think like, well, a guy like me, I get a lot of pressure saying, when's your next song coming out? And it's like, yeah. wait a second. Like, I'm, I'm busy. I'm playing my shows. And like, it's so hard to kind of keep up and be creative like in those same kind of capacities of, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I'm playing the live thing, but also I have to get in the studio thing. And yeah. like, then I got to work for months to get some songs completed, you yeah. know? And actually you, you were telling me you just got a brand new single mm-hmm. that was just sent to you. Is it, yeah. is it fully mixed right now? Ready it to is, go? It or? is ready to go. I got right. it back. Um, I'm working with um, the, the last two singles that I did new boots on and just getting started. Both came out of the same studio that oh. the new singles coming. Dude, a studio in Nashville, Tennessee, the Ruckus Room, outstanding. They've done everybody in, in Nashville. Yeah. I mean, half the stuff that's on the radio, on country radio, yeah. they did it. <laughs> so how what got you into doing country music? Because, you know, growing up, you know, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, we, you know, as yeah. young kids in a predominantly Italian family, yeah. we listened to Dean Martin. Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, Frank Sinatra. The occasion, Bennett, yeah. You know, occasionally, you know, A. Capari would come on. Yeah, yeah, family, exactly, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like I said, like the punk scene here in River City was so yeah. prominent when we were growing up. What what got caught your eye to country music? The guitar, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, once I heard, like... I don't know. I think I heard. Well, first of all, I really got into like Kiss as a kid. That was my band. That's my Metallica. Okay, so I I I really got fascinated what what not only the guitar sounds like, but also like what the um, performance aspect could be for the guitar. Then I heard like Keith Urban and Brad Paisley, Mm -hmm. and it was like John Mayer was really really good, and I think John Mayer is probably one of the best guitar players ever. But then there was some flash. That came out of like the, you know, like, yeah, Keith Urban and and, and Brad Paisley status where yeah. there's like really fast notes that are like, whoa, how'd that bend happen in that note or something? <laughs> and it was like, it just took it to another level for me. And it was also really cool to see that they were able to do that while singing. Yeah. It's like, whoa, how did they just solo while they're singing? It's like, yeah. that's, it's like. How do you say it? Like patting your belly and like yeah, rub your rubbing. belly, pat your yeah, belly. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even say whatever. It. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's pretty cool to see that and and you know I'm I'm a very melodic like listener and okay. player. Like when I write, I always write based on melodies. So like oh. in order to replicate that, I do a lot of like guitar mel- melodic solos, kind of, mm-hmm. and it, it it just like. I think that there you could get 
very passionate with each note in the guitar. Oh, yeah. That's why I love playing live. You know, yeah. I could play this song 250 nights this year and every night it's going to be different. Yeah. You know, I could practice it and I can know exactly what I'm doing. But like some nights, like you just like kind of almost in a meditative state, just let the note come out as you want to introduce it to the audience. Yeah. And also it's like kind of like, you know, as it's an instrument that you're touching constantly, mm -hmm. it's like against your chest. You know, the guitar is lying against your chest or yeah. your hands have to physically touch it in order to make it sound like yeah. that's that's a pretty intimate thing. Well, yeah, and then eventually it, 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 you know, basically becomes part of you and you're yeah. just one with the guitar. Yeah. And it's really fun to be able to do that. Like. Yeah. It's like almost like I'm playing tennis, but the audience is the other player. Oh, you know, so you really start vibing off of the audience. Like in some certain situations where like the night is really relaxed, you have to attack the note like mm -hmm. in a relaxing state. You know, it's almost like serving lunch. Yeah. You know, you give the audience or you give the the patron what they're what they ask for on the menu yeah and it's it's like kind of cool to be able to do that yeah you know i i really enjoy that probably the most out of any aspect of live music mm -hmm. because a lot of days too i don't know my audience personally yeah some days i'm in front of a couple hundred people and i i have never seen any of them mm -hmm. in person i don't know their name i don't know what their day was like yeah that's the hard part is I don't know what they went through right. to get to yeah. that, and seat. hopefully you'll be the, uh, and hopefully I'm the secret sauce <laughs> that they're like to okay, make them a little bit that better. solves something today. I gotta ask, yeah. When it comes to you know, you love, you said you love performing live, yeah. Um, is there any time like, do you prefer because you know you perform at like you know here at Rebel Grill, yeah. You perform at Devil's Canyon, out yeah. in the open, nice, bright. You see the reactions, yeah, from the audience. Um, and you, and you've also performed on stage too, where typically yeah. you got the lights in your eyes and you can't see <laughs> the audience. Yeah. Is there pros and cons to being able to see the audience for you personally compared to, uh, you know, you being up there in your own little world performing like on stage with the lights on you? Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I think that I'm probably different than a lot of other musicians where mm -hmm. like those nights, they're really special. And I feel like I want to make them special each time mm -hmm. versus like, you know, I've never played to backing tracks, not putting down backing tracks. Yeah. They're they're great. I know a lot of bands. I mean, basically every major touring band plays to backing tracks for accuracy yeah. no matter what. They always get that song executed 100 percent the same way every yeah. time. Just like when you drive through McDonald's and you get a McDonald's cheeseburger or whatever, it's always the same. No matter which McDonald's you visit, no matter which Kiss concert you go to on the Kiss end of the road times 10 yeah. tour or whatever. Huge quotations for that. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like it's always the same service. Yeah. And that's really cool. But like, um, I, I feel like that, like you disconnect a little bit. Yeah as a performer when you're expecting the audience to accept what you're serving well yeah that's kind of you, you know? know back back to your analogy uh of you know you know coming to get some food and you want to get the customer what they wanted and yeah it, you know that eye contact sometimes can you make a connection with the audience 
that also makes it a little bit better too, in my opinion. Absolutely. Like, you know, I you know, I used to be on the radio and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm which for me personally, I kinda you know, I do get a little stage, you know, fright here and there. Yeah. You know, I thank you, Luca. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, without seeing the audience, you can kind of be in your own little world. Yeah. But you know, from the years of customer service jobs I've had, yeah, that connection, you know, the eye contact when you're playing or doing, you know, what you're doing. It just, you know, you're connecting. It's just a more of a connection, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. But, I mean, you probably are like, I don't know, when you get a caller in or something or a text on your Instagram or yeah, whatever like yeah. that from a, of a, a listener, listener yeah, yeah. like it, it gives you some something to work with, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, you know, doing the whole, uh, you know, formerly the uh, free for all Fridays that I used to do yeah. on, on the bone, um, you know, people call in. And I would have this one caller, uh, Steve, Steve Novak from cool. up in Lake County. He was nice. Every time I saw his name, I was like, buddy, how awesome. have you been? How's the weather up there? And, you know, typically it'd be like summertime. It's like an extra 30 degrees up in Lake County. Yeah. <laughs> Sweating my ass off. Got my ice cold tequila. I'm ready to go. I got a good one for you this week, Joe Hawk. I'm like, hell yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Even though like not seeing it, you know, hearing that. Uh, you know that elation in his voice, just like I'm, I'm giving the customer what they want. Yeah. So, unfortunately, you know, not doing it anymore. But that's a whole that's other okay. story. That's a whole other story for another podcast. You got a lot of things going on, Joe. I know. Yeah. So yeah. You know, how do you do it, man? I mean, <sighs> how old's baby now? Uh, he'll he'll be three this July, actually. All right. So, and that's uh, so I'm dude, I'm hustling right now. So just. Doing this now, Do which I'm really excited to finally get this podcast up and going. Congrats, John. Honestly, thank, thank you for you know Congrats, being, being the one to like, hey, let's let's Cheers. let's go do it. <laughs> um, it's an honor, man. And hopefully, you're listening to this on the launch day, which will be my birthday. Oh, cool! So it'd be my own little personal birthday nice. present to myself. There it is. Uh, but you know, I you know after being let go from the bone, you know, I you know had a couple months to try to figure stuff out, try to get back on air, and you know, I was able to set up my own. Little home studio, which I always wanted to get that up and going. Just yeah, cool. Couldn't figure out the space, so I ended up invading my son's bedroom. Awesome. <laughs> Yo, the acoustics aren't that good. I got to figure that out, but that's something else I got to deal with. Yeah. But uh, you know, doing the whole part-time gig here and there, which I'm sure you're doing too. You know, to pay the bills. You know, <laughs> you know, can't completely pay the bills with just music alone sometimes, but. Actually, yeah. Joe. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, excuse me then. <laughs> no, actually, it's it's just like as a creative, it's mm-hmm. hard to be motivated constantly. Like like this morning, for example, I had my to-do list, right? Yeah. And I was like going through some stuff. I was sending out a couple emails and like your, your, your voice message came through. <laughs> And uh, I was like, wait a second. I don't have anything to do at lunch today. Mm. And I was like, okay, today is a good day to do that. Because it's like, you know, if you're going to be in the creative realm and you're pushing yourself to, um, I mean, this is amazing. This is a lot of stuff to set up just this podcast. And like, I mean, this took a lot of work. Yeah. Before we showed up, how much work (laughs) it took you to set up everything to get there but it's constantly pushing yourself to get that next thing 
Mm-hmm. And it's cool to hear what you have coming up on this podcast. I know it's. Uh, I'm really excited about this. You know, just be. Able, it's. I literally have guest lists of all my close friends awesome. know, in the industry, out of the industry, and you know, gets me out of the house <laughs> on my days mm-hmm. off. Uh, yeah, I'm just really excited about this. I, I really yeah. hope it takes off. And well, without you, <laughs> it won't. <laughs> so please subscribe. <laughs> Click the like button. <laughs> Come on, social media. Do your job. Yeah. No, uh, seriously, though. I was telling you earlier yeah. about how hard sometimes I try to push stuff on social media. Yeah. And, like, I might get 10 likes on something yeah. versus the <laughs> things that I don't try and push that are kind of ridiculous. Like, they that, get a, you did a video... Of you using a soda stream, <laughs> and that was your most viewed video on YouTube. It was shorts. one of my. It was my most viewed YouTube short video. It was insane. Like I was joking when I put it on there. Yeah, and like I don't know, a soda stream is that carbonated water. You add yeah. your own carbonated water, and yeah. it's like um, I literally put a four second video clip of soda stream, and within about I don't know. A couple hours, it got two thousand views. That is re- the view hours? rate was like two hundred and sixty something percent, which meant not only did people view it, they viewed it multiple times, like four times or something. You know, whatever That's, it was. God, yeah, social media is weird. Yeah, it was. It was pretty weird. <laughs> but I mean, I understand. Like, I don't know if you don't know an artist. That's why I always say like. Or whatever, like yeah. support this podcast, share all Joe Hawk stuff, you know, Please. like I would love it if you followed me on Instagram and stuff, because yeah. that really helps support the artist get to the next level. Funny, like there's a gig that um, I had played for probably 10 years. I got hired to go up for the weekend. It was in I'm not going to say where it was, but it's a Northern California, beautiful destination location. I mean, uh, mountainous, there's lakes everywhere. And like, Mm -hmm. um, I would play uh, one weekend, Mm -hmm. multiple times a year. They'd bring me up and put me up in the hotel that they have there. And I would get like, I would never take them up, but I would get like a, if it was ski season or whatever, I would get lift tickets and like. I never wanted to do that stuff because I was like, if I ever fall and hurt my hands, dude, <laughs> which I've done and yeah. you know, you need this stuff mm-hmm. when you're playing. But like I had um, these moments where all of a sudden the, um, the management changed and they asked, they literally based how much they paid artists based on their social media account. And I was like, wait a second. Like we, we, you know, like your prior management would hire me to come up there yeah. and it didn't matter about numbers because it was the product right. that I would provide a good, solid product. I had friends drive up for the weekend. It was mm-hmm. like a big deal, you know? Yeah. And it was always something I would look forward to, but if they're going to base it just based on numbers on social media, that's like, dude, that know, hurts. Yeah, that does hurt. But I don't, I I see where they're coming from, yeah. but the fact is that, you know, that's just them not knowing what the product is, in my opinion. Right. Like, that's them, like, okay, this person has, has you know, has drive and also mm-hmm. has, you know, has the numbers of people who will see them and promote the location at the, at the performing app. Right. But 
you know, it could be just a, a it, it could be a, a crap product. It, yeah. So, and also some of those people well, buy those numbers, you know, yeah. it's like, I hate to say it, but I know some of the artists that are up there. Yeah. They might play once a year mm -hmm. live. How do they know like 15,000 people? They've released no music, but they have like 15,000 friends on Instagram. It's kind of yeah. like, wait a second here. There's something fishy about that, you know? Yeah. At the same time, I'm not hating on it, but I am saying like, you know, social media is important when you have friends that are invested in it, Yeah. you know? And like, if you're watching it, it's really important that you support your friends that are doing this or, yeah. or just like, if you think somebody else will like hearing about it, mm -hmm. that's, it's important that you share it with them. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like with, it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, social media platforms that. You need, well, before you were able to buy the blue check, like yeah. you get a certain amount of followers and like, oh yeah, this person is the real deal. Here's your blue right. check. Right. But now it's, you know, you can buy the blue check and be verified or whatever. But it also reminds me of like, you know, the gatekeepers to like where, uh, you know, you have to get a certain amount of uh, subscribers or followers right, in order to, you know, have a customizable URL for like YouTube and stuff like that. Or be able to use their platform in order to uh, charge for subscription yeah. uh, you know, subscribers and stuff like that. Yeah, the, like it sounds like that, but it's just like the amount of money to get paid for de depends on your followership. Yeah, that's a little harsh. Like I, I you know, totally. It's, harsh. You know, that's both sides of the story. Yeah. I think, but totally harsh. Yeah, but and, you know, uh, if you know yeah. that it's a good product, give them what what they deserve. Yeah. Like horseradish. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. And I'm getting good to the last drop over here. Um, My yeah. fork became the toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of, you know, local shows um, and just locality, you do a lot uh, for, you know, downtown River City when yeah. it comes to the Christmas yeah. season. Hometown uh, holidays. Yeah. Which I was supposed to, uh, you know, be part of yeah. that. But we had thank you, one, one, well, I don't say thank you. I didn't yeah. do shit. <laughs> like, it was nice that you were able to come or to set your time yeah. for that. Yeah. It, but, uh, you know, California had <laughs> other the first, yeah, had, yeah, the weather had other plans. Yeah. It's <laughs> first real like storm like we used to have yeah. in like a decade. Yeah. Which, you know, knocked out power for a lot of people. Like, oh my God, that was, that was literally like two months intense. of just crazy freaking storms. It was intense. Yeah, which, you know, uh, because of the weather, uh, did the parade even happen or did it still happen? Yes. Okay, so the parade happened. They just didn't want performances yeah. because, you know, lightning. Electricity. Yeah, yeah, electricity yeah. coming from the heavens. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Like, I mean, it was just also the time of day because I think, like, it was supposed to, like, die. Anyways, this event is one of the largest events of downtown roads. Redwood City. Wait, yeah. how many people, like, when we were growing up here in Redwood City, yeah. there was, how many people were in the city? Like, maybe 50,000 or 40? No, or? even growing up, I remember seeing at least 60, 60? no, like 68 yeah. to 70,000 people that in the population. That sounds about right. Yeah. And now we're up to about, like, 75, 76. Oh, that's it? I think so, yeah. That Feels thing. like a lot more. It but. does. <laughs> well, now that there's stuff going on downtown, shoot. 
We yeah. used to call Redwood City Deadwood City yeah. for a hot minute there in the like, late 90s because yeah. there was just nothing going on downtown. Nothing. Granted, there were the family locations like Malibu Grand Prix, Mel's yeah. Bowl, Man. the roller rink. But now those, those are, are all the gone. Days, dude. Those are all gone. Yeah. There is not – like I love my our hometown. Yeah. There's just no real family-oriented stuff to go to. Yeah, now, what do you do with your son? Uh, sh- like, where do you go? We go, we go park? So, thankfully, yeah, because we live over Rock by... and roll shows? Like, <laughs> oh, not yet. Um, he needs to learn to, like, when I say get your ass over here, to get yeah, his ass yeah. over here. Uh, Devil's Canyon's fun oh, for the family. Dude, yeah, he uh, he goes ham. Uh, yeah. But, like, uh, you know, we go to the, we got a park near us because we live over by the Target and there's a little park yeah. over there. So he loves that. He just started going down slides on his own. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's like, okay, just, you know, don't go over the edge or look too far over the edge without me there. Yeah. Catch his ass. Nice. Dude, <laughs> I was such an accident prone kid when I was growing yeah. up. Yeah. Dude, like Little League, my nickname was Lumpy. Oh. Because I took so many balls oh. to the head. Oh. <laughs> but that was like one of the like the one time I actually loved playing baseball was for that. It was uh Redwood Slight Cyclery. Okay. Was the sponsor of the, of the Redwood City Little League team that I was on at the time. And it was just fun because, you know, the coaches actually like, they know like, okay, we're here to have fun. We're going to play the game right, but we're going to have fun while doing it. Yeah. And they just, you know, they weren't, you know, hard on on the kids, like compared to doing it at like St. Pius where, you know, the adults thought their kids were the next like Ken Griffey Jr. and stuff like that, (laughs) which that turned me off of baseball so hard. Yeah. Um, I remember those days. Dude, yeah. Go, go Shamrocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, dude, it's like there's a there's something to find all the time downtown nowadays. Totally. Which is, which is great because, you know, summer season's coming around pretty soon. We're in spring. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting ready to see when the pub in the park dates are going to be coming through. Yeah. That's always fun. Um, but I find it interesting that, you you know, they don't have you help out with the uh the music in the square at all i would love to you know like i mean redwood city has such a good community for these kinds of events yeah. the slogan of our city is what climate best by government tests there it is yeah. you know like <laughs> i mean it's it, it aside from the crazy winter we had mm-hmm. it's like really a special area that you know um there is a lot of uh there are a lot of locations and there's also a lot of opportunity to share all these kinds of events. Like mm-hmm. the one we did that we were going to, um, that you were going to come out and MC for was yeah. the hometown holidays event, which actually brings about 150,000 people every year. Oh, yeah. So it's actually a really, really big event. Um, and there was, I think about this year was about 12 or 15 something like that performers on stage yeah. and it's an opportunity in like such a beautiful downtown area there's a historical um museum or it's yeah, like the, san mateo county. the old san mateo county building you know yeah um the historic fox theater is dude yeah the square the square, is, the square is, is such a beautiful location like when you uh just looking at the square from the fox yeah. or even vice versa yeah. it's just like like what was from the past? Like what was that? Like Pleasant, Back to the Future? Like or Back to the Future? Yeah. Or Pleasantville, dude. Pleasantville. Like, that's true. Like just everything all clean. Yeah. And or even if you go like to Disneyland and you're in like California Adventure, and totally. It's the uh, the Hollywood area that used to be the Hollywood area now is Cars Line and stuff like that. Or the back, the excuse me, the Hollywood backlot area yeah, of yeah. California Adventure. It just looks like it. 
it looks like it's been painted on a wall. Yeah. And like a movie scene. Or exactly. A, yeah, a movie set. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally beautiful. And, um, you know, it's great that it, it, these kinds of events, like, they, they just draw the community out. And, like, I think that's really important for, like, me as a musician, you as a creative, like, mm -hmm. you know, being able to um, have these opportunities locally, hometown, yeah. too, that helps support us boost to the next level, too. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, we're at Redwood Grill. This was like a total, it, we meant to be here today. Yeah. Like these, these, these guys support us and mm -hmm. we support them. And it's like, you know, um, that's how you expand, you know, and I'm, I'm fortunate that I've had these opportunities to be able to, you know, play at different venues locally that bring me to a little bit beyond, bring me to a little bit beyond too. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. You know? And of course, you know, like even outside of Redwood City, you know, I've introduced you to the guys, you know, Dennis and Steve yeah. and Chasta with Soundwaves TV, which check out. Uh, we had Mike on for our annual Christmas show. Yeah. We actually, you got two performances. It was so uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was which was performed. Joe, at I can't the Fox thank you Theater. enough. Man. Oh, dude, I told you, hey, man. Like when I got the job at the bomb, like I'm gonna, I'm put you on my coattails. I'm so honored, dude. <laughs> Honestly, like. You actually, like, I don't know, I think I've told you this before, but mm -hmm. you changed the trajectory of my career. Oh, shit. You wow. know, I mean, it was actually, like, I went to a wedding recently, uh -huh. and um, one of the uh, our family friends that was there walked up to me and mm -hmm. gave me a high five and said, dude, I saw you on Soundwaves TV. No way. I swear. It was, oh, like, the coolest awesome. thing ever because it was, like, that was the first time I was really in the wild, right. I guess you say, you know, uh -huh. that somebody, like legitimately is a big fan of Soundwaves TV. That's cool. And they're watching it and then it's like, wait a second, is that Mike on there? It yeah. was like a really cool thing and <laughs> and thank you so much for pushing that and oh, yeah. 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 Day by day, man. Yeah. Here we seriously. Are. Yeah, I know, right? I think we could talk for hours about how much we love our city and how <laughs> lucky we are that we're in a career path that we love and you know, it's well, I'm trying to get back on that because, well, we all know. Well, yeah. we don't know. I'm not, don't want to get into it. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's totally cool. Like, I know. That's I messed up, Joe. You're so good at what uh, you Technically, do. I don't have severs I can talk about. I no yeah. longer work for the bone and I got to let go back in December. We're going to so. get you, uh, we're going to get you involved somewhere else, dude, but you're doing your thing too. Well, yeah, I'm still doing sound waves, which is amazing. You know, I still get to work with Chasta. And you're really close. My, yeah. You're yeah, close she was, with them. She <clears throat> still is my mentor. Awesome. When it comes to that kind of stuff, work you know, still get to work with Dennis, work with Steve, Joey Mack, and Morris Knight, uh, which you can listen to him on K Fox. Uh, and you know, it's you know, like I love the fact you're calling me a creative instead of like you know a freelancer. Yeah. So it's you know I you know for me being creative, doing something like this makes me happy, gets me out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good that you're staying close to all these people, too, because, like, you know, I see what a family you've formed with that community, and yeah. I see how people interact with you online, and, <laughs> like, it's so cool to see, like, how many fans you've built over the years of, yeah. like, your start in radio, like you said, it, in San Jose, like, yeah. I mean, and then... Also, you know what's funny? Was that so? My first job out of college, right? Mm -hmm. It was a part-time job working for a radio station in San Jose. Oh, which one? KSJO or K Fox? Both. <laughs> Me too. I know because after I left, 
Did I take your spot? Yeah, I think oh so. Yeah, it was so cool. Dude, Clear Channel South was so much fun. The family there was great. Oh, you know, the, guy, the crew there, and you still work with uh, Mari, right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, Mari, she was the one who got me that job. Yeah. Um, you know, I was at KSGS in, in school at San Jose State at the time, and she told me and a few other people at KSGS, like, hey, we got a couple openings for uh, the street team. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm going to go work for freaking 92.3, Channel 93, the alternative station. Yeah. But I ended up like, hey, no, this is for both. I'm like, hell yeah, I get to go to Sharks games. Because yeah. at the time, K-Fox was still the flagship station for for the Sharks. That was pretty fun. Those were dude. good days, man. Yeah, and I got to meet, you know, uh, Mega Tanner, yep. uh, uh, Derek Madden, yep. when he came from uh, from Live 105 to uh, KSJO. Uh, you know Tim Jeffries. Tim Jeffries, man. I still talk to him. I, I still a, talk to Tim every so often. He, yeah, yeah. He's he's killing it back at K Fox right now on the weekends. So. Awesome, that's yeah, great. That was and plus, dude, the mini golf course throughout the office. What? Wait, you don't? Remember I don't that? remember that, dude. There was mini golf holes throughout the main office area. Maybe I didn't work there long enough to figure that I out. Guess so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude, I remember like Justin Whitmire, the GM at the time. Okay. Like, like, uh, he would make jokes like, hey, if uh, I make this putt from my office, oh, y'all are going to get paid this week. I'm like, oh, wow. yeah, sure, Justin. He came within an inch. <laughs> and just all of our buttholes just like, <laughs> oh, tighten up a little bit, man. <laughs> That's funny. He probably wouldn't have paid you guys. Oh, right? uh, no, he, he still would have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my dude, honestly, Mike, this has been a great first episode. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Uh, once again, guys, follow Mike Anuzzi. Uh Go to his website, www.mikeanuzzi.com. Com. Follow him at Mike Anuzzi on all the socials. Uh, and I guess so this is coming out on June 1st. Is there any awesome uh, any dates or you know shows? Just just, just check keep the calendar. coast keep coasting along with me, man. I'm yeah. I'm so excited that I got to finally hang out with you. I know. Spend some time <laughs> getting lunch with Joe Hawk. Oh man. I just hope I can get a sponsor out of this. That'd be kind of nice. Yeah. But hey, hey, true classic, if you're listening. <laughs> I am wearing your shirt and your socks right now. I couldn't find the clean pair of underwear today. <laughs> like, dude, like True Classic, you make my dad bod look sexy. So it's, thank you. It's working. So, yeah, yeah, honestly, True Classic, great. give me a call. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been an amazing episode of Getting Lunch with Joe Hawk. Phil, please hit that like button, subscribe, uh, do all the social medias. You can follow me online at the Joe Hawk on Instagram, Joe Hawk official for Facebook. And also check out my website, www.joehawkonair.com. Mike, thanks once again. And I guess as always, take care, stay safe and rock on. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this new episode of the podcast. Be sure to stay up to date with all things Joe Hawk by giving me a follow on my Instagram at the Joe Hawk. Also, www.facebook.com slash Joe Hawk official. And to keep up to date with all things going on with the Joe Hawk brand, be sure to sign up for the newsletter over at JoeHawkOnAir.com. Until next time, Joe Hawk here saying take care, stay safe, and rock on.